Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day and welcome to this 32nd episode of Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. This is the show where we encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts, to be more authentically connected with themselves and with others. Hi, I'm Peter Anthony and I'm here today with my co-host Steve Angel and we've got a special guest today. Uh, we always have a special guest, we don't do. we, we do. <laughs> but today's special guest is Michael D, who will be uh, discussing something a bit uh, unusual to what we normally do. We're talking about money and investing. But before we get into the topic and introduce uh, Michael more formally, uh, we'll just cover off on a couple of things as we normally do. But I'd just like to mention, Steve, we did last week um, rebroadcast in... Rogers uh, episode 30 it was there was such a great reaction to what he had to say a couple of weeks earlier that we thought we'd rebroadcast it and um, I think the first time it was broadcast it rated on the Mixcloud um, rankings, global rankings for community radio, eighth. Eighth, that's globally, right, yes. Globally. So there's obviously a lot of interest in what mm-hmm. he had to say. So um, that was really encouraging. That was the reason we decided to rebroadcast that last week. Plus, we could have a bit of a break as well. <laughs> if the truth win, be win, said. Actually, yes, win, win, actually. Win, win. Okay, how are you today, Steve? Anyway, how are you feeling and what's been happening in your life? Feeling really positive. I'm a little, actually, I'm more than elated because you know my drama about the speeding fines. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell me you got out of it. Not yes. Well, apparently, um, they are looking at refunding uh, the fines during a time frame because Just of their negligence. The, yeah. For that intersection. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, so good on, good so on you. So, speaking about money, I should be getting about $385 back, so I'm okay, happy about anyone that. anyone think would leading up to an election. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm, funny about that. Overall, very positive and, uh, and Really uh, looking forward to today's episode. What about yourself, Peter? Been a busy I'm, week for you? I'm feeling uh, very purposeful mm. and uh, motivated, I must admit. I've had a couple of weeks that have been fairly busy, uh, ticking off a few things, which has been great. It's always good to feel a, a sense of accomplishment. Um, and I've uh, I picked up uh, an excellent coffee and a bite to eat from Freddy's in Carum, who's uh, one of our uh, station sponsors. And uh, I always enjoy the coffee there, so it was very nice. And I'm, so I'm feeling very, um, very satisfied at the moment as well. So. well thank you very much, Freddy's. <laughs> Indeed. Well, mind you, I did have to pay for it, but that's fine. I don't mind that. Um, so, yeah, no, feeling good. Anyhow, we uh, so today we're discussing money and investing and to help us with that subject um, we've got with us uh, Michael D who is a director of Stock Nostradamus and uh, welcome Michael thank you great to be here no it's excellent to have you the sounds all okay now we can hear you I think you should. Yeah. There we go. Sorry, yeah. just a little bit of a glitch there. Uh, that's all right. We just to prove that we're we're uh, we're live. We're live. Yes. <laughs> um, anyhow, look, it 
doesn't matter who you are or what your beliefs are about money are. The truth is we all need money to achieve what we're meant to achieve in our lives. And uh, it was in this context that Steve and I were talking about, um, uh, well, if you haven't got money, well, perhaps, you know, that's just the way it's meant to be. But if you do happen to have some money, uh, what do you do with it? And uh, how can you get the best return for it? And there was a quote that uh, we often we often refer to the wisdom of Crazy Horse as a uh, source of information. And there was a quote that he has on, um, uh, talks about invest your money wisely invest your time more wisely mm. so we're thinking about all of this and then we thought um, okay who would be the ideal person to talk about investing and money and all that sort of thing so it was in that context that we decided uh, Michael to invite Michael on uh, do you want to explain a bit of your background um, Michael and uh, like I understand you at one stage you were handling investments for the Queensland Investment Corporation and That's all good. sorts of things so you've had a, a long history in helping people invest money wisely do you want to explain your background and perhaps just introduce Stock Nostradamus to us sure um, my background is largely dull um, I started as an accountant. I did oh, a finance well, degree, like. <laughs> a CPA, and, and a marketing degree for my sins. Um, and I started managing money about 23, and I'm currently 53. So I've been kicking around investment markets for a long time. I like that quote of Crazy Horses because investing your money is important, but you want to do everything in a timely fashion. And one of the things that we do at Stock Nostradamus is take away the need for spending a lot of time. Mm. And a lot of people spend a lot of time reading the paper, the newspaper, watching the news, annual reports, you name it, uh, stockbroking reports. They waste a lot of time where they could cut to the quick much more quickly. And that's what we do. And I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about that later. Yeah, just... Um prove the veracity of what you're saying. I'd be interested just to go into uh, the, the evidence to support your, your, the uh, proposition you're making that you can make money and save um, uh, save time at the same uh, as well. Mm. So, Happy to. Uh, that'll be great. Um, I know some spiritual people that uh, would argue that uh, no, the whole capitalist system and making money and wealth and all that sort of thing is um, the antithesis of being spiritual and uh, they avoid the stock market and those sort of things uh, uh, to a very large degree. Any thoughts, either of you, on that proposition that uh, if you're quote unquote, if you profess to be or identify as being spiritual, that you um, inherently avoid uh, making money or wealth or investing or exploiting people or whatever they want to any way they want to put it either have you got a view on that oh I just think that's just a I think it's a belief that suits a a lifestyle that somebody has chosen mm-hmm. to adopt I think that you know at the outset of this episode you, you mentioned that we need money to live we need money to make whatever it is our purpose is in life so i feel like ignoring it or or or, uh, dissing the whole capitalist system whilst it has its flaws it certainly does but you need to put a roof over your head you need to put food on the table i mean those things are realities Mm -hmm. so to ignore money in and of itself i think is just foolish behavior um 
But people, that's have, my own. people have got the right to make that choice. But they, they do, they do, but they're probably also making their life a little bit more difficult than it needs to be, I think. I don't know. What about you, Michael? You're the, you're the expert here amongst the three of us. Well, I'm an expert in investing in shares, <laughs> but the reality is does a, a spiritual person not need a car or a house or food or to retire? Mm. And the reality is, yes, they need all of those. Uh, so... It's one thing to be greedy about money, which is what we don't want, and I think most people would identify that if they were spiritual. Um, they don't believe in greediness, mm-hmm. and that's an important um, delineation. But what we're talking about is not sheep stations. We're talking about making your life just a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and this issue around, uh, you use the term greediness, uh, I'd say if you have money or you've been fortunate enough to um, invest and make some money, uh, the question becomes, well, what you then do with it is the mm. issue. And as you said, Steve, if it's um, if your purpose in life is to achieve certain things and you need money to do that, that's perfectly okay. Where I ha- have a real problem with uh, people that do uh, have a lot of wealth is a lot of those people seem to be very mean and they don't share their wealth and they're not concerned with the the greater good or the community and that sort of thing. So no problem with people making money. Where I get it uh, personally a bit concerned is people being mean and not having um, a sense of connectedness and the greater good and it's all about me. I think we also got to be careful there that that's a very generalised statement Mm -hmm. and we don't know everyone who has money (laughs) that does that but it is a very common perception that can often be put out there Um, but it does come down to what we do with our money. So we, we have established we need it and what we have to do with it. So Michael I mean why, before we go into Stock Noxodramas in itself, why do you think or why do you believe that investing in shares is a good vehicle for people who maybe don't normally look at this kind of investment yeah sure um accepting what's just been said the reality is the highest performing asset class the world over over the longest period of time is shares mm-hmm. and you more can so s- than property for example ah yes okay yeah there are times when property outperforms but there are also times when shares outperform materially and we're in a time where property is underperforming pretty significantly at the moment and probably will continue for a while so there are ups and downs but by far and away the best asset class is equities Mm-hmm. So, therefore, um, I would say if you've got the mental aptitude and fortitude to be able to invest in shares, and that's an important thing to understand because not everyone's got it, mm-hmm. um, then that is by far and away the best opportunity for you to accumulate some wealth. I'm not talking about, again, being greedy and, and sheep stations, mm-hmm. but it's your opportunity to do something better. Now, if you don't have the aptitude, remember you've always got money invested in your super fund and probably anywhere up to 30 40 50% of your super fund is going into shares Mm. so you're not entirely missing out and in some ways you might be double dipping if you're doing it in your own right so this is a very complex area now we're getting Mm. into about paying off home loans and credit cards and that's not my topic yeah and we're we're not giving uh, investment advice on this program no No. anything you hear come out of my mouth will not be investment (laughs) advice i can guarantee you but you're just making the point that investing in shares is gives you a good return absolutely okay okay so, from what I understand, do you want to explain just briefly what Stock Nostradamus is? Just briefly, it's a mathematical method of predicting share price behaviour and trading ahead of it. 
And when I say trading, I'm not talking about day trading, I'm talking about investing. And for me, that's in the order of three to six months, sometimes 12 months. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly in a nutshell what it does. Yeah. There's been, um, the only, I, don't direct, I don't directly invest in the share market, never have, but mm-hmm. I have indirectly. And my only foray into this field many years ago was through a guy that was into charting. And uh, I ended up losing all my money. So I gather from the results that Stock Nostradamus has achieved that it, that's totally different. And uh, um, so where does the technical knowledge that, um, that Stock Nostradamus um, uses, where does it come from? Let's answer the, the, the charting first. Mm-hmm. The charting is very much... Um, a black art, if you will, where people look at charts, they look at patterns, and some people can do quite well out of it. But I have to say, every time I look at a chart that a chartist has told me something's a buy or a breakout or whatever it is, um, it is very dependent on when the start and the end point is, and I've never been able to work out yep. what the right one is. Yep. So that's something that I've I've gone to great lengths to avoid mm-hmm. um, for my entire investing life. I know some people use it with success. Mm-hmm. Now, your next question was, where does it come from? The technical yeah. knowledge behind yep. stock Nostradamus. Yep. Yep. So let me just start with the purpose of um, Pythagoras, which a subsidiary is Stock Nostradamus, and um, that is to give people the opportunity, um, the average people, the ordinary people, um, to access information at a very affordable price and allow them to take advantage of financial gains available uh, by trading on the stock market. These gains are not normally available to individuals and they are normally available only to institutions. Mm -hmm. Um, This product gives people a better return than they'd be able to get with an institution. And it is part of a spiritual approach to equality. And it's where we are seeing the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and society is none the better for it. Mm -hmm. This is one way to spread wealth more evenly. So that's the purpose behind the the product. So there is this sort of um, greater good and giving uh, ordinary people the opportunity to access um, those returns and to participate in the market. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now, the second part of that question that if you haven't asked, you're about to, is the origin Mm. of Pythagoras. Pythagoras and by definition, Nostradamus. Yes, thank you for correcting. Um, All of the information for these products come directly from the spiritual world and they've been brought forward by Ian Rogers, Mm -hmm. who was your 30th and and, uh, I think 32nd guest, wasn't he? Um, (laughs) Now, uh, who was a medium and a director of Sphinx Sphinx Spiritual and we've brought that, uh, well, he's brought that over a, a period of time. That information uh, brought forward includes all of the mathematical knowledge and all of the understanding of how the market works, the stock market works, uh, in a different way from what's generally accepted, and that is that um, it's uh, traditionally seen through a broad geopolitical understanding. My role, and the reason why I didn't want to um, talk too much about me, was to take that information, uh, turn it into a language that the programmers um, could convert into programming, and therefore the maths, Mm -hmm. and therefore the system that Stock Nostradamus is today. Now, without you asking, the success of it um, 
in the last 12 months, 100% of the recommendations, the platinum recommendations that were sold were profitable. I Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And the average profit was 15.9%. And how does that compare to what people would normally achieve in the market? It, I wish I could bring up a chart for you right now, but most people would be underwater or behind in the last 12 months. Um, the stock market's been particularly difficult in the last um, four months. So that that return is quite special. Now, mm-hmm. we measure individual recommendations from the start to the finish, the buy to the sell. Um, we don't look at what happens in between because the way our mathematics work, and I can give you a bigger understanding of how it works shortly, um, is we are predicting share price behaviour. Mm-hmm. And with that prediction, we're trying to buy in the bottom 10 to 15% of a price cycle. We're trying to sell in the top 10 to 15% of a price cycle. That means that things can happen. Either the, the sell can be a little bit lower than the top or it can be dot on. Um, the buy can be a little bit lower than where we enter um, or it can be dot on. It's very variable according to the emotional state of the market. And again, we can talk about that okay, later. Okay, and what you're doing as far as I understand the, how the, the product works, and this is a product that's geared at the retail market, yeah? Mum and dad investors. Stock, sort of thing. stock Nostradamus definitely, yes. Yeah, so what it's uh, there's my understanding is the way it works is you're basically uh, for the stocks that you have on um, in your database or your monitoring um, you're, you issue buy or sell recommendations at particular points and it's based on your mathematical um, analysis of the volatility in the market is that correct is my understanding correct it's close um, let's just spend a minute or two on that yep um, as I said, we've spent years developing the, um, the logic of how to predict share prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use volatility in that um, methodology because what we know is that a change in volatility heralds a change in price. This is the complete opposite of everything that's known throughout the world in investing. Mm-hmm. It's literally the opposite. So what we know is the system is able to tell us when there's a positive or negative event coming, price event, price behaviour. So therefore, if we know it's going to be positive, we buy ahead of it. If we know it's going to be negative, we're selling out of it. So in, in simple terms, we utilise our volatility we look at the change, we measure and interpret what the volatility is telling us, and we're talking about 100,000 lines of code here. This, the complexity here is quite significant. Um, but the outcomes, let me tell you, I couldn't be more proud. Mm. Like th- those returns are uh, you know, extremely good. I mean, so if you, if you could go into something with a... It's not guaranteed, obviously, but based on the figures you've shared with us, and I'm taking that at, at face value, what you said... Now, you mentioned um, the platinum uh, recommendations. You, you have another class, and that, yep. uh, that's a little bit different. Is that right? Yeah. I'll, I mainly talk about platinum because it gets confusing. But um, the platinum in that 12-month period, as I say, 100% successful, 15.9% return. Silver, 89% successful, and a return of uh, 9.2% might be 9.4 my memory's just Which a bit scratchy per annum is, is well, good. <laughs> well that's on an investment basis okay, okay. now what happens is that these don't 
invest for a whole year. They may invest for um, a week or a month or three months or six months. Okay. okay. Therefore, you get the opportunity to put your capital to work more than once. Mm. And that's that's the concept that um, when people uh, are awake to it, they see, ah, I can do 9.2% twice a year. Now, these are averages, and within mm. an average, there's always, you know, one at 5% and one at 50%. So mm. you've always got to be careful with that. But, yeah, they're the two products. Michael, uh, when we take into account the the origin of, and the, of the technology here that you're talking about for this product and the results that you're um, sharing with us, this would put Stock Nostradamus in a very unique position in, in the world, I would assume. There's nothing else like this. So what is the closest that people, what would be the closest product that people would actually have um, access to and what are kind of the results would they be expecting? And what would be accept, accepted as a standard? Okay, there's a lot of questions. There is a lot of questions. I'm sorry, let's, that rambled on that, that let's question. Let's uh, start at the beginning. The average return for a share market over time is, a. these numbers are rough, but nine percent so automatically you can see that your your concept of a an index fund is already going to be behind these results now i need to add the stock nostradamus product i've given you the 12 month result for that platinum but if i take that back to the start of 2015 there's been one loss in 350 realized recommendations bought and sold recommendations the average return is still a shade over 15%. So this is, you know, Cons- this very, is very, very consistent. Yeah. There's, there's no two ways about it. Um, now, lots of people would draw different views as to what's similar. What I can tell you is there isn't anything. No. Um, people think when they hear about it, about momentum investing, about technical investing, mm. about um, quantitative investing, it's not similar to anything. I, I, I'd love to be able to give you something you could point point out mm. and say, well, it's similar to that, but it's just not. Okay. What, what I f- find really fascinating about this, I mean, when Ian shared uh, the information he did the other week with us, um, uh, that was a, a fantastic show. There was just so much information in that. But he made the point that what he is doing is um, bringing forward knowledge from the spiritual world on a, a range of different initiatives, including some um, counselling and healing modalities and other things. And part of the knowledge that um, he's been able to bring forward is uh, the stock Nostradamus and Pythagoras. So, and to have to have achieved those results over that period of time, I think is uh, is fantastic. Uh, Couldn't mm, agree more. Mm, mm. Good. So. We've we've heard about the uh, the returns. Um, what else does someone need to know about this product? What do you want to share about that? Sure. Um, if I took it to a practical sense, firstly, it's a free app, and it's downloadable on the app stores um, for people. Um, it's also available on our website, which is stocknostradamus.com. And what the app is, firstly, it's not sexy that's not all all singing and all dancing it's it's a little bit on the dull side um but it's done intentionally because firstly building apps are very expensive but secondly it's a delivery mechanism Mm -hmm. it's the thing that um 
comes up on the front screen of your phone at lunchtime that says, hey, there's a recommendation today and it's a platinum and it's in this sector. If you're interested, go in and, and have a look. So that's the design of it. Uh, equally, when the sell comes, so you buy a, uh, a recommendation to buy and you will be given the sell as well. But when the sell comes, it comes again to the front of your screen and says, hey, Steve, it's time to sell. And I'm not going to mention a name just in case someone gets <laughs> excited. Um, but it's time to sell that stock you bought. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it works. The recommendations come when they're manufactured. They're not manufactured every day. And I use that word advisedly. Um but when they come, they're about lunchtime. So it's very easy for people to to manage in mm-hmm. their lives. And most people have got jobs and most people get lunch. So there's an opportunity to transact. Now, uh, we don't manage people's money. I've done a lot of that in the past. We don't do that. So the, the buying and the actual buying and selling the transaction doesn't go on through the app. It doesn't. So you have your own uh, relationship with a broker or whatever it happens to be. No, I don't, I don't. No, no, what I'm talking about, the individual oh. investor, that's separate. They have that's their right. relationship with their broker or whoever. That's right. To manage that side of things. What you're doing is quite specific. It's a it's a service that recommends buy or sell on particular stocks. Yep. So they're not they're not sending you money to make the investment no. or anything like that. No. So they keep all of that themselves. Mm-hmm. They manage it themselves. They you know some people invest a couple of thousand dollars in each recommendation. Some people are hundreds of thousands in each recommendation. I don't have a a vested interest in any of that, or we don't have a vested in any interest in any of it. We are the same price, no matter whether you trade for a thousand or a million dollars. So, how do you, how do you make your money then? Do you you issue a, a buy recommendation. Mm-hmm. Now, this may be for a stock that uh, I I don't have, uh, but you recommend that this is a stock that's worth buying at at this current time. So, do you charge for that recommendation if they act on it? How does absolutely? It work? Yeah. So, uh, the platinum recommendations cost eighty five dollars, and in the great scheme of things, that's not a lot of money. The silver recommendations are $55, and you can buy bundles which make them significantly cheaper. So people buy uh, wallet credit, and that wallet credit gets sent to the app, and when there's a recommendation that people are interested in, they hit on the um, the buy now and use the credit. Now, so interesting. If you issue sort of 10 recommendations or something, do they get billed for 10 recommendations? No. Or? So it's very much choice-based. So okay. the reality is that um, let's just use a little scenario. This isn't correct, folks. No. Um, today we have a recommendation, which is a platinum recommendation, and this is the style of information that you would get. Mm. It's in the uh, infrastructure sector, and it's a large company. If you're interested you purchase on that basis. Then once um, the recommendation has been purchased, it reveals itself. Today I'm XYZ company, which is not a real company. (laughs) And the reality is then you're shown it. So there's a little bit of trust in in what you're doing and making those purchases a little bit blind. And in reality, we could give away the buys because the significance of really is in the selling Mm -hmm. that's where you really make your money it's the one thing that we are um, outstandingly good at Mm. so it sounds very simple you're just basically getting uh, your message comes through 
uh, okay, this looks interesting. I'll pay my $85 or whatever, click the button, and then it comes up and says, this is the company in question. And you think, okay, that looks reasonable. I'll I'll buy $5,000 worth of shares in that particular stock. Now, getting back to Crazy Horse's quote, mm. invest your time more wisely. Yes. There's nothing needed to be done. If you wanted to sit and read all day about XYZ company, Mm -hmm. which isn't a real company, Mm -hmm. you can go for it, Mm. but you don't need to. And same with the sell. It might go up 30% and you go, oh my gosh, that's Mm -hmm. 30% I didn't have before. I just want to sell it. Mm. Go right ahead. But we will create the sell at the appropriate time and then send that to you. So you don't have to worry about that at all. So that's where saving time becomes a key mechanism. Mm. That's why people can do it in their lunchtime. And let's face it, if you can use internet banking, you can use a share trading um, app. Mm. It's no more complex. Once Mm. you've done it twice, you're all over it. It's Mm. very simple. Mm. um, Before we um, uh, go to the song, Michael, um, we'll... On the second half of the show, we want to look at some of the um, more broad considerations about uh, investing and the sort of biases and that sort of thing that come into it. So we'll come back to that. But what we thought we, as we normally do, and we've given you a heads up on this, is we like to get a bit of an insight into uh, the guests that comes on each of the guests that come on the show. And we've asked you for a couple of songs uh, as a bit of uh, an insight into you. Um, would you like to explain your first song that you've nominated? Sure. I have a very eclectic... Um, Welcome to the club. Yes. <laughs> musical um, interest. The one I've chosen is Phil Collins, um, and it's... You'll be in my heart. That's right. And that's, that's one... As I was trying to research something that would give you an understanding, I, I came across this one. I have three daughters, mm-hmm. uh, Emily, Annie and Jess, and this song is very much appealing to my heart about my daughters, and, and so that's why I chose it. Excellent. Well, let's uh, listen to it now. Hi, everybody. This is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to... 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karen and get down with the good vibes. Hello and welcome back to Men With Spirit here on Radio Karen. My name is Steve Angel and I'm here with my co-host Peter Anthony. And our guest today is Michael D from Stock Nostradamus. We're talking about money and in particular investing in the share market. Um, Michael, before we heard your song and took a bit of a break, we were talking about Stock Nostradamus as a platform and investing in shares. Now, shares are often portrayed as a bit of a risky um, investment vehicle. Um, why do you think that is and, and what do you have to say about that as a general comment? Sure. There are periods of time where people treat the stock market as a casino. It's not. It's not without risk and you shouldn't, uh, you should be very careful about investing money that you are um, worried about or needing or school fees to pay or mortgage payments you've got to be very very careful so um, again great care with investing your money uh, comes back investing is difficult it's very complex Um, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of hidden agendas that aren't 
plain to the human eye, yeah. even to someone who's been in the market for a long time. Um, people generally, and this is why it's such a difficult thing to do, lack knowledge, know-how, temperament and time. And these are critical uh, agendas and, and temperament we could probably spend an hour talking mm. about. Uh, that's probably for another day, if ever. Um, the reality is people react to information in the stock market. And what they do is, and, and therefore the market is analysed through information being released from a company or a broker or whatever. Now, think about a replacement of a managing director or a new acquisition or an upgrade to earnings or a downgrade. These are very material events. As an analyst in a broking firm or an institution, you are compelled um, to be on that. And therefore, what I call the screaming baby effect occurs. That is that everybody goes to the one mm. piece of information. Now, I can tell you when I was at QIC, I had 60 or 70 companies that were under my um, guidance in terms of their investing. No way could I have looked at 60 or 70 companies every day. But I could deal with the, the screaming baby and that's the way the market is structured. Mm. Now, the problem with that is when I first started 30 years ago, you could actually get an upgrade and you could get performance out of an upgrade because there was a thing called persistence, persistence of information. And that meant that for about 28, 30 days, you would get um, performance out of an upgrade because it took that long to get into the market. Can you just what, explain what an upgrade, upgrade is? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if, an, if, if a company, XYZ company, because it's not mm. a real company, mm. uh, uh, is expected to produce a million dollars of profit and it says to the exchange this morning, we're going to produce two million, that would be an upgrade to expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's a piece of information that everyone reacts to. Now, just to take you back, um, when that sort of information goes to the market, everybody knows what to do. The idea is you want to buy. And the problem with that is when everyone knows what the answer is, everyone's trying to buy, it's an exercise in futility. So reacting to information had value two, three decades ago, it doesn't now. The advent of um, the internet and email and the way information spins around a market so quickly means that that arbitrage or that opportunity is gone very, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't work. What, what we do through Stock Nostradamus is proactive. Remember, we predict share price behaviour. And, and one of your thoughts will be, well, how can this be done? But mm -hmm. the reality is... That's, that's a closed avenue of making money now, that, that reacting to information. You need to be pro proactive. The reason why so many fund managers and investors struggle to make a dollar is because that's gone now and they've got no other mechanism to invest um, that can make the money on a sustainable basis. So um, the return profile is much flatter. Everybody's doing the same thing. They're investing in the same companies at the same time, roughly, mm -hmm. and there's very little differentiation. It's a hard place for them to be. And, and in some ways, I feel a little bit sorry for them, but um, you know that's a story for another day as well. Um, in all of that, if you want to invest and broadly we've talked about that earlier um, and you want to minimise your risk the reality is you've got to do something different because doing it the old way doesn't work anymore and with the um, the uprising of China and call this pullback whatever you will China is still probably the dominant force in the world right now and will be for some time 
um, there are further changes that that have come about as a result of that that make investing with a rational mindset or what people think is a rational mindset um, or an economic rationale uh, mindset much more difficult. Mm. So if you've struggled, do something different. Stock mm-hmm. Nostradamus is for you. Mm-hmm. So generally, what have you found st- stop? I mean, it, what stops people making good decisions? Now, obviously, emotion, we're talking about reacting to information that gets put out there in the marketplace is one thing because there's an emotional reaction towards that. What what generally stops people from making good decisions? Yeah. Now, I would argue that your point there is slightly off and not on the basis that people react to a piece of information with a rational mindset. So, therefore, they know there's an upgrade. They know, therefore, the profit um, is risen. Therefore, the share price will rise because share prices reflect... Um, and that's a rational, rational. That is a rational mind, thing yeah. to do. Um, what what the problem is is people get very emotional about every other aspect of investing, and that is um, when a share price goes down, or or um, I can go into a number of these, but they they typically revolve around fear and greed, mm. mm-hmm. and that they become the biggest enemy. In fact, Benjamin Graham wrote a book in 1949, and the, and the words always um, drum in my mind, and, the, and he said, the investor's greatest problem, even their greatest enemy, is likely to be themselves. And from this, um, there's a study of um, behaviour finance that's been born, and um, we'll talk about, a little bit more about that shortly, but... The reality is, as human beings, we're hardwired to be emotional. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. That's what we do. Um, But if you want to be a great investor, that's what you can't be. Mm -hmm. You actually have to stand apart from the crowd. And you have to have uh, views and, you know, think of Warren Buffett when Mm. his comment is, um, you know, when everybody else is is buying, you should be selling. And when everyone else is selling, you should be buying in rough terms. Um, That's what we're talking about, having the capacity to do that they're the things that get stopped by these behavioral biases Um, what you need to be doing is buying low and selling high what most people do buy high and sell low Mm -hmm. that's the definition of a capital loss that's exactly what we don't want people to do so if I took that a little bit further and talk to you about investor biases and what they are if I if I put a definition to it it's the way investors think and feel which affects the way they behave when making investment decisions again we talked about being hardwired to it now these biases can be um, cognitive thought based they can be feeling or they can be a combination of both and that one's the most dangerous of all mm. now Um, Lots of people then have this thought that says, well, am I affected by behavioural biases? Maybe I'm better than that. Well, here's the thing. If you are researching a company, if you're reading um, the papers, watching the news and and consuming a large amount of information, well, you may not think you're influenced. But guess what? The people who you're reading and listening to are influenced by human biases, investor biases. So... Uh, therefore so are you mm-hmm. and so you can't escape it and and we'll talk about what the experts um, suggest later but the reality is it's something that's ingrained in people and it makes it so tough to be an investor and and again this is part of the solution that we're providing to cut through now I've got seven biases let's see how we go for time um, confirmation bias 
just quickly is the tendency to pay more attention to the bit that you agree with, the, the thesis that you agree with. Now, this is looking for things that confirm what you've already decided you want to believe in. Totally. Yeah. How dumb is that? Right? <laughs> um, I'd put it there, number one, for no particular reason other than I think it's just a great one that everyone uh, <laughs> resonates with. You're better. The best investors seek account of you to their own view, and they're the ones that, that, that I've always admired. The problem with this is it leads to overconfidence and people get blindsided by investments when they haven't accepted that there is a, an opposite view. Next one is information bias to do with data and information. And this is where people delve into so much information, they actually get lost. They lose the passion, they lose the love, and then information bombardment causes them to go nowhere fast. Um, next one being regret. Believe it or not, losing money has twice the effect as gaining money. And so people are very, very hesitant to sell a stock at a loss. And this is um, partly to do with price anchoring. All of these things lead people to analysis paralysis and they just don't do anything, which is the worst effect. Now, herd effect or groupthink, which is a modern uh, management thought, is where people gain comfort because everybody else is doing the same thing. Remember what I said? Most people wait for the momentum, they buy when it's up and then they sell when it's down. That's only because they think there's safety in numbers. Now that might be fine if you're a buffalo, um, but not if you're an investor. Uh, these things lead to speculative bubbles and they also lead to um, counterintuitive investing, which we don't want. Um, oversimplification tendency is where people believe that this is a simple solution to what's going on that they can see. The reality is there isn't one. Um, the complexity of financial markets is quite phenomenal and, and this is one part where um, maths can play an extremely important role. Um, worry is normal. It's a normal uh, behaviour, but the problem with worry in, in its extreme is it leads to anxiety, and anxiety moderates your behaviour when you're investing. So you will not make an investment when the timing would be perfect. You will avoid it. Mm -hmm. And that one is probably the most powerful in my view. The last one is pub bias. After, th after three drinks pub. and after 11pm, don't believe a word anyone says to you. Um, we don't want you uh, making any investments on that basis. So, 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 so those seven biases you've just shared with us, Michael, uh, uh, how significant are they if, if you look at the stock Nostradamus product? Um, presumably, you don't need to worry about those biases. You, you just uh, react to what you're being told. In other words, you save all that time and that angst of going through all of these things. Is that is that my understanding correct? Or what? That's conceptually perfectly correct. Um, the only way to remove the human is to remove the human. And we do that using maths. And so therefore you've got a purative decision. Then what it comes down to is, am I brave enough to do what I know I should do and what has worked for me uh, with Stock Nostradamus in the past, have I got it within me to execute and wait? Mm. So that's where people um, really, that's the, in, that's the fortitude aspect. So that's important. So all the, the different um, uh, companies all, uh, that, you've, that you're monitoring, is that 
all the companies on the market or you have a subset are there particular companies that you monitor and you give your buy sell recommendations on it and if so how do you choose those companies that you monitor we have um, a focus of 300 companies there are two and a half thousand on the stock exchange uh, lots of them are too little this to is worry only about. the Australian this the is ASX. just the Australian stock exchange yeah. at the moment mm-hmm. um, of the 300 that we monitor, we actually actively exclude almost half of them. We can see when stocks are being um, manipulated, the share prices are manipulated. We don't want that for our clients. What do you, what do you mean by manipulated? When prices are inappropriately um, uh, moving. So that means that there's no purity in that share price. And if there's no purity, it is not predictable. If it's not predictable, we don't want to offer it. Okay. So we run large, lengthy um, back tests on those stocks, and we just exclude them. We don't. So there's, there's an. In, what I'm taking from what you're saying, there's an in, inherent integrity in the way you do this. Yes, there is. In in everything that we're doing, we're trying our best um, to make sure that the client is looked after and that the outcomes want them, make them want to come back and do more through time. It's, we're just wanting to stand on our record. Okay, so you've got about 300 stocks. There's about 150, was it, that mm-hmm. you are not um, actively... Um, we're specifically excluding. Specifically exclude. So that leaves you with about 150-odd companies that you're monitoring, and they're the ones you give the buy-sell recommendations Correct. on. Correct. Okay. All right. So... If you want to go back to that quote of Crazy Horse about invest your money wisely, invest your time more wisely, this basically gives you a way of investing what money you do have wisely and by using this you're investing your time wisely because you're not having to go through all these different um, machinations that that inherently involve these seven biases you've shared with us. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And look, um, we're ASIC licensed. we're very careful with um, what we do, what we say, and how we say it. Um, as I said, we're using a maths to cut through those biases and cut through that that reacting to information to give people what to buy, when to buy it, and when to sell. Mm-hmm. And we're very, very intentionally different from the mainstream, and we're for people who want to do things differently. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do 100% of what you've got differently. But why wouldn't you, with a track record of success, give that a go? So if what you're doing isn't working, what I'd urge you to do is consider doing something different. And, and you can dip your toe in, in the water. What sort of um, um, capital would people, capital would people yeah. need to? So, so let's say it's platinum, that's $85 for us, roughly um, $10 brokerage. It's not a lot to trade stocks these days. Um we would say that to make a good enough amount of money, something like two and a half or three thousand dollars is the minimum amount to invest, and lots of people have got that. And great if you've only got one lot of two and a half thousand, make one investment. If you've got ten thousand, make four, because the power of diversification is still an important facet of making any investment. Just mm. as you would if you were buying a house or or whatever, you would want to be exposed to different facets of the market. Mm. So it's you, know, you can dip your toe in the water and just see if it works for you. But based on what you've shared with us, it sounds. If you've got the fortitude to be able to see it through, it'll work for you. 
Fantastic. So, again, do you remind people how they get in touch with you? Yes, so the website is www.stocknostradamus.com. Um, how do you spell Nostradamus? N-O-S-T-R-A-D-A-M-U-S. Okay. And that refers, the the name Nostradamus to, refers back to, to the French seer. And mm. remember, he was a <laughs> forecaster of events. Ah, and here today, yeah. we're forecasting events. Yeah. Very named. Very Not awesome. my idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Michael. Now, don't go away because um, we'll be back and asking you about your second song for the uh, episode. Um, do a bit of wrap up here, Peter. Yes. Uh, before we do, just to uh, a bit of a plug that we've got a, uh, a workshop coming up on Sunday, the 6th of November on understand, understanding a spiritual life and how to lead it um, or how to live it. Uh, it'll be a really interesting day and I'll carry on a lot of the themes that Dean Rogers talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. So well worth doing. Uh, details are on our Facebook page at Men With Spirit and you can uh, get further information there. So you're more than welcome. That's for men and women. So you're more than welcome to come along to that uh, one day workshop. Um, information and links about our shows generally are available at the Radio Caram website, which is radiocaram.org or via our Facebook page. And if you want to attend any of our Men With Spirit gatherings, event details and how to register are also on our Men With Spirit Facebook page. And you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. So... That's my little wrap-up. Do we want to uh, look at this last uh, song? Yeah, I do. I do, but I, I just want to say thank you again, Michael, for, for coming in. Absolutely. And it's such a, f- a fascinating premise to create a, a platform on and just the, the knowledge that you've, you've shared and that its intention is, is to really drive more equity out there, especially... Um, equality. Equality, equality. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yes, equality, I meant yes. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, so you have one more song uh, that you uh, nominated. Tell us a little bit more about this song and why you chose it. Sure. Um, when I was a youngster growing up in Adelaide, I saw a lot of concerts and, and one of the concerts that I saw was Sting. And so I've had, a, I've had a love for his music for a long time. This particular song, which is an Englishman in New York, um, always resonated with me because I've always felt just a little bit like an English and Englishman in New York. So <laughs> a little bit different. Yes, that's right. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks, uh, Michael. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Uh, and, um, and thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, be true to yourself. <laughs>